Mask Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Uncorked Media Podcast. I am your host, Tracy, and I hope you all had a wonderful holiday weekend. I know I sure did. I ate more than I probably should have. And that's actually why this podcast is coming out a day later. I was in a food coma almost all of Monday. As over the weekend, I was a judge in a beer and burger throwdown in Safety Harbor, Florida. It was a great time. I met some awesome people and I got to try 11 different burgers that were just all of them were over the top. And I really could not eat for the rest of Sunday and most of Monday as well. So I'm finally feeling back to my normal self again today. Got back into the gym this morning, ready for a nice, productive week. What I wanted to talk about today is something I could actually probably talk for two hours about, but it's about website design. This has been really a hot topic amongst myself and my my peers lately because I have a lot of friends who are very popular influencers in Tampa Bay, and they don't have a website. They focus all of their energy on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, but have never really taken the time to develop a website for their brand. Recently, I was at an event and one of my friends who I absolutely adore her, she's one of my favorite influencers in Tampa and does an incredible job and she's always getting opportunities, but she was asked, do you have a website? And she did not. And I was actually kind of shocked because I thought that she did. So her and I sat down and had lunch and we talked all about web design and how she could get started. And I realized that this is actually something that a lot of people have not really gone through with yet and are still kind of just sticking to their basic social media platforms. So when it comes to web design, the first thing you have to do before you do anything else is get your URL. It's very easy to do. You can go on to GoDaddy. There's other search engines as well where you can see if it's available. Once you get it, you want to go ahead and purchase it. Now, again, there are so many different web hosting companies out there. I could go on and on about them. I just prefer GoDaddy because I've been using them for many years, and I have three websites that are hosted by them. So if you want to go with them or someone else, it's totally up to you. But once you have that, you then need to kind of go ahead and set up a plan as to how you want your website to look and feel. You're definitely going to need someone to help you with it if you don't know how to do web design. There are tons of people, I'm sure, in your city, as there are here in Tampa. I've actually worked with several different web designers over the last few years, and only recently I've been actually teaching myself, and I'm very happy to say that my latest website, which is forkingaroundtown.com, I did it entirely on my own. I still have a lot to learn, but I'm getting there. I, practice makes perfect. But again, once you have you know someone who can help you with that, you'll need to sit down with that person and explain exactly what your vision is and what you want to promote on your website and how you want your look and feel to be to attract your audience. So definitely take the time to really draw it out. I know it sounds kind of silly, but I actually took a piece of paper and I drew out exactly what I wanted my website to look at. There are several things that are very important to have on your webpage such as social share and follow buttons. You definitely want to make sure that people can find you easily on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and so forth. There are different widgets that you can use to add onto your website that will have those buttons clearly displayed at the top or on one of the sidebars. You also want to make sure that you're using the right images that work for your audience. For example, if you're a travel blogger, you want to really focus and showcase pictures of travel that you probably have taken or just some of your favorite images along your travels. You want people to look at your pictures and be enticed. You want them to want to read more and see what you have to say. You also want to make sure that you stay mobile friendly. 
when you use, for example, WordPress, it will actually kind of break down and show you how your website's going to look on a mobile tablet as well as on a, you know, a PC. Definitely, definitely take the time to create something unique. You really want your website to jump out to people. So, for example, if you're a food blogger, you want to definitely showcase food and recipes. There are different apps that you can use and widgets that will help you on your journey. If you're a recipe developer, you want to make sure you use the right plugin so you can share your recipes so that whoever is reading your post can easily print out your recipes or they can share it on other apps such as Pinterest or if they want to email it to a friend or share it on Twitter or any other social media apps. When I, I want to get back, though, to kind of having a plan. The first time I was working with someone on a website, I must have changed my mind a hundred times. And I know I drove my friend and web designer absolutely crazy. Had I just taken the time to sit down and really write out what I wanted to what, what I wanted to do, it would have been a lot easier. Since then, I've learned so much. And when I sat down with my friend, we wrote down five key points as to what she wanted her website to look like and what she wanted to really express to her audience. We also talked about color scheme. If you already have a logo, you want to make sure that's going to fit the design of your web page. Make sure that everything flows nice and easy because you want it to be easy on the eyes. Be creative. Make make sure that your audience is captivated by your posts. And whenever you do post something on your web page, you want to make sure that you share it on all of your social media platforms. On your Instagram page or Twitter, whatever Facebook that you use, you want to make sure that you also have a link to your website. It's very important that people can find you. Make sure that when you're taking pictures for your page that you really use high-resolution images. If you are posting something on your webpage and someone is viewing it on a PC and you're using a very low-quality image, it's going to look really grainy and it's not very appealing to some people. This is so important, especially when it comes to you know food and travel photography in particular, because you really want to captivate those people that are reading your webpage. Navigation is also a very big part of your website. When you have... I'm going to use food as an example because it's kind of my, you know, my main thing that I do. You want to make sure that if you have recipes that everything is organized by topic, whether it's appetizers, desserts, main courses, cocktails, you want to make it very easy for people to search for things on your website. It's very, it's very easy to do. And all you have to do is just take a little bit of time to really make sure that your navigation is easy on the eyes and easy for people to follow. On your homepage, in addition to having your social media share buttons, you also want to have a picture of yourself, which gives a brief description of who you are and why people are going to want to follow you. I like to be personal. I share who I am, a little bit about my kids and my, my animals, and I just, I'm just be myself, and it really helps, especially when I'm getting to know my audience. Be consistent with your posting. If you are working with brands, they are going to want to see someone who is very active on their webpage. Posting once a month is really not enough. You want to make sure you post at least twice a week. I would definitely recommend maybe three to four times a week, but two times a week is sufficient. This will help when brands are reaching out to people if they want to work with you on perhaps a travel post or maybe doing a giveaway for one of their food products. Consistency is key. Keep going at it and just keep trying. I promise you, when you first start out with your webpage, it may seem kind of daunting and you might sometimes sit there in front of your screen and not really know what you want to say. But after a while, it's going to become so easy, it'll almost become addictive. My friend, since she started her webpage, she's been so excited to share all of her posts. And I've really been enjoying watching her journey and seeing how she's grown from not having a website to now posting three times a week and showcasing beautiful imagery of all of her travels and experiences. You also want to make sure that on your webpage, 
you showcase your Facebook page if you have for your brand or business. You can include a little box that'll say like me on Facebook, which is a great way to connect with other audiences. There are still some people that really use Facebook more than Instagram. So you want to make sure you can kind of capture them as well. I also personally like to share my Instagram feed at the bottom of my page. This way people can see all the different images of food that I'm eating, and this might entice them to want to join me on Instagram as well. Also, I've talked about this on other social media platforms, which is engagement. Taking the time to really read other people's web posts and blog posts about food or adventures, whatever they're doing, and really engage with them. If you take the time to comment on someone's article, I promise you they're going to go back and they're going to go to your page and do the same. It just generates conversation, a great buzz, and just this community of people that are working together. So that was actually going to be just it for today. I'm going to touch more on this on another episode, but I just wanted to give you kind of some of the basics. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, tracy at theuncorkedmediagroup.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at uncorkedmediagroup. And definitely follow me on my food account, Forking Around Town, on Instagram and Facebook. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And be sure to do something positive for yourself. Read a book. Get some exercise, get out in the fresh air, do something fun. Have a wonderful week, and I will touch back with you next week. Until then, be sure to follow, review, rate, and subscribe to my podcast on RadioInfluence.com. A new episode comes out every Monday on Google Play, full podcasts, Stitchin, TuneIn, and Google Play. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. And so what are some of your tips for photography? Because, I mean, again, your pictures are just stunning. Thank you. I look at them. I'm like, God, I want to be like her. <laughs> well, we All have the to time. eat together sometimes. Right, right. Um, so I would say I'm like a highly annoying diner. <laughs> I think all. I think all of this, like... Tampa foodies are. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm the type of person who will literally go up to the hostess stand and be like, hi, I need a seat next to the window. Right. Please. I do the same thing. I do. The yep. Same thing. And if I have to wait for it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or I want that table over there and pointing to the corner where right. there's like a little bit of window light mm-hmm. goodness coming through. There are a few keys that you definitely need to have in food photography. Mm-hmm. And that is a like the spot needs to be very well lit that you're right. shooting in. Um, A lot of times artificial light or lighting, like fluorescent lighting is really, really harsh on food. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of places in Tampa where I am just like, well, I'm going to take this outside. Right. You You can't. Like, Like, I hate to say, I mean, Dad's is actually one of the toughest places Mm -hmm. to photograph food. I found that so many times. So if I'm ever there, I go outside. They have that little island thing that in on the patio. I use that all the time. And they just look at me like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to take a picture. Right. I can't do it. It's free content. I know. Because, I mean, they're all about social media. And I'm just surprised that they're and their lighting is tough. Yeah. Yep. And and that's a lot of places in Tampa and a lot of places in general. So Mm -hmm. I would say, like, making sure lighting is key. Taking that plate outside, A plus plus. Um, Angles. Angles are a huge thing. A lot of times I see a lot of people focusing on just the overhead flat lay. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about that is that you shouldn't just be taking a picture of the food item. Mm -hmm. You should, at that point, if you're taking an overhead shot, Mm -hmm. really bring in outside elements to tell the story of the dish. Right. 
So when I'm shooting the cookbook, of course, mm-hmm. I have all these props and things at mm-hmm. my disposal. So, right. you know, I've spray painted spoons and, you know, like random right. napkins and dish towels to mm-hmm. pull in. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play and RadioInfluence.com.